This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com L-E-X-I-E. It was time for me to create a website. It was a long time coming. I have a ton of graphic design that I've made back in the day, thumbnails I've made for YouTube, YouTube videos, hosting gigs that I want to be able to show as a portfolio. So I made one on Squarespace and this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It truly is such a user-friendly experience when it comes to making websites. If you have no idea where to start, they can make it look gorgeous for you. It's very user-friendly. But then if you also have a very specific vision, you're able to do that here as well. They also have email campaigns. You can easily collect all of your email subscribers on your site and then build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. You can introduce your brand to subscribers with welcome emails or announce an upcoming sale or send your top customers a discount code. There's built-in analytics that measure the impact of every send. Head to squarespace.com Lexi and save 10% off on your first purchase of a website or domain using code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E. Testing, testing. I'm just bullshitting you. I definitely know that I'm recording and I know exactly what it sounds like because this is episode number six. Hi everyone, welcome back to the pod. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast and this episode is slightly delayed, purposefully so. Last week's news cycle was um, robust, <laughs> to say the least. A little quick storm of the Capitol, a-, a mild breach in security, a little white supremacist domestic terrorism going on. No biggie. We're used to it. I say this all the time to my friends that I think the biggest thing that 2020 has taken away from us is our ability to be surprised. There is nothing on this goddamn planet that you could tell me that I wouldn't believe anymore. Anything seems possible. Everything seems like it's falling apart. Um, I do have faith though in the people my age. I have so much faith in my friends and my peers and the generation below me. I can already see massive changes happening. We're just, I think, on the edge of it. Not that this is necessarily a political podcast. However, we're just living in a very, very political climate, as technically always. I mean, I could say that about my entire life. It's just right now, things are quite sensitive. And with this news cycle that has existed ever since cell phones and this, the internet, I guess, just this instantaneous news opportunity where... As soon as there's breaking news, they all just want to get the story out to us as quickly as possible so they can get as many views as possible. So I don't even know what the real story is half the time because the accuracy comes secondary most of the time or it's just commentary based and not necessarily as factual. (laughs) Facts come secondary and 
Uh oh, we have a siren. Welcome to New York City, baby. Anyway, back to the news cycle. It was a pretty tense week in the Lombard family group chat. I don't know about your family. Mine, politically, is pretty split down the middle. I would say 50-50 vote for each party. But even within those who vote for the same party, we also don't necessarily agree. It's definitely every man for themselves, which, I mean, sucks in some ways. Of course, there's some cons to it because there's not... Um, a belief to come home to but I have that with my friends so it doesn't really feel as if I'm missing on that I live in my own little liberal bubble in progressive New York with all of my friends where we have the same I don't know we have that group thought going on where everything almost seems so obvious that it's factual at this point and it's not even opinion anymore so when I have these conversations which I don't even know if I would really call them conversations mild spats with my family members it's a eye-opening so I can remember how everyone sees this country when they're casting their vote and b it's taught me how to maintain strong relationships with people who i don't necessarily agree with on core issues it is possible i mean i love my family to death and I, none of us agree and we've figured it out so i know it is possible enough about my mistrust in the news cycle we will uh, persevere onto the rest of the podcast with um, touching on last week's escapism. I didn't want to go to the beach. I wanted to be the beach. And you know what? This week, I wanted to be an animal. Ever since I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw this reductress. I, is that what it's called? It's sort of like The Onion. It's one of those satirical publications, just like fake news. Anyway, the reductress had a photo of a husky and it was like, guess what? This dog has no idea what's going on. And it was, I think, posted the day of the coop, either way, or, it, or a few days later. I just was thinking about it. My God, imagine being a dog right now. You just really don't know what's going on. That's so cute. That's so pure. <laughs> Look at your dog right now. If your dog is near you, and be like, oh my God, you don't even know what a coop is. I mean, none of us did basically until th last week. We can lie and say that we did. I didn't. I'll say it. I mean, I probably had heard it, and there's probably, if I were to go digging in my elementary school or middle school um, notebooks, I may have that written down somewhere, but I'm going to go ahead and say I didn't really remember that. So no longer wanting to the beach, no longer wanting to be the beach, I want to be an animal, and oh my god, I don't know if anyone else had this TikTok service on their phone, the one of the cute little man, <laughs> okay, he was like a handsome young man, I don't know why I said it like that, like, with his cat sitting next to him on the piano bench while he played the piano this cat looked up at him you guys with so much pure love in his eyes i've never seen a cat so in love with their owner i retweeted it i don't remember the username but if you go to my twitter which is the same username as my instagram and the same goddamn name as this podcast um you will find it this video has become part of my daily routine I watch it multiple times a day ever since I've found it. It is so stress relieving. It is a moment of peace for me. It brings me back to center. It reminds me of love, like just true unconditional love. It is amazing. I recommend everyone to go watch it. I'm so sorry for not having the username, but I know it is on my Twitter. Scroll down like one scroll and you will find it. Anyway, what else is in my life? the media. I don't know. I'm just kind of on my phone a ton these days. I used to pride myself as someone who has been on the internet posting content on various platforms for over a decade at this point. I used to pride myself on the fact that I had a life outside of the internet. And with 2020, 
my social life has gone to shit. And I used to really, when I was in high school, I did YouTube, like not quote unquote full time, but was posting very regularly, was a regular consistent member of the platform while still being a student, being a full-time athlete, having friends, having a boyfriend, and having a relationship with my family and a good sleep schedule. I don't know how I did it. I was depressed 2013, but besides 2013, I made it happen. And now, now I have very little variety on my plate. I have my work and then I feel like a lot of my life just kind of exists on the phone simply because if I am following COVID precautions, not that I've been an angel, trust me, I still have made plenty of slip-ups that would not be approved by many of you, but I've also sacrificed and said no to a ton of things and it's making my life just simply exist on my phone and I'm having trouble with my amount of screen time and wondering what else to do because being on your phone doesn't give you that much energy i can have energy while also i mean if i'm using something like the camera a lot or if i'm technically on my i'm on my phone right now because that is where i record the podcast so this is i guess technically screen time but i still have energy it's just the mindless scrolling that i've become way too addicted to something though that has changed in my recent relationship with my phone is whenever that documentary i guess would be what it would be called on netflix what was it called the social dilemma came out if any of you guys watched that it was eh, in my opinion some people were really raving about it they're like see this is how fucked up social media is like you need to get off of it now it's like all right chill if i learned anything here's my take on it since we are on the lexi podcast let's hear what lexi has to say a i found it kind of helpful to know that for the most part The ultimate goal of these people running the social media platform was just to make money off of us. It was, I mean, they could be holding back information, but it's very American, you know, very capitalist of them to just be like, we're finding ways to take how people are spending most of their free time to make a buck off of it. I'm like, okay, great. That's almost reassuring to know that that's all you're trying to do. B, by them tracking and giving us what we are searching for I can use that to my advantage I I used to get so freaked out over the fact that I would talk about a vitamin and then I would see an Instagram ad for it but now what I'm learning or what I've yeah I guess what I'm learning is if I want my phone to show me something if I want my internet to show me something I just have to search for it if I want to learn more about Kant's philosophy I searched that on Google a couple times, suddenly I'm going to be getting recommended it on an Instagram ad. If I'm interested in berets, great, I'll probably get some ads for it, but my phone's not going to know what my head's thinking about if I'm not bringing whatever I'm thinking about to my phone, so if I want my phone to work to my own advantage, I just got to teach it a little bit of what I'm interested in. So I guess you could be scared, or you could just start, you know, making your phone your little assistant, a little post-apocalyptic dystopian like movie plot potentially but also it's not that far-fetched from our current reality so why not make what is existing work for us also in my last episode i shared how when i forgave an ex i went to bed and there was this yellow beam of light shining out of me if you did not listen to that that episode it's gonna seem a little out of context 
whatever, I'm going with it because it's really just for the people that heard that so I can give you a follow-up because this is so wild. Had this yellow beam of light shining out of my stomach as I was falling asleep. It wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't real, but I I wouldn't be able to see it with my eye, but I knew it was there. I don't know how to explain it any more than that. I just knew it to be, I could feel it. I could feel the warmth of this light coming out of my stomach. And then I looked it up the next morning and your stomach chakra is yellow. And on top of this, didn't add this into the podcast episode, but I went to the quintessential magic jewelry store to get your aura photo. Um, I remember her telling me that my stomach chakra was blocked. And here I am, like fully having it um, unblocked. Do we have another word for that? Unblocked? Anyway, here's where it gets even crazier. After the episode was posted, maybe a day or two after, Hunter Schaefer, the actress who plays Jules in Euphoria, posts some drawings on her Instagram. One of them is a girl lying down with these giant yellow crystals beaming out of her stomach. And a few of you sent that photo to me and I don't know what, what is, so it's a thing, you know, it's a thing. I need a sip of water. I just got way too excited forgot to breathe. Do we need to take a breath? I need to take a breath. Okay, everyone. One more time. Breathe in. Breathe out. Okay. I'm centered. I feel it. What else do I have? I have a few notes written down. I figured as much as I love freeballing it on these episodes, I do need some bullet points just to keep me back on track. On my list... On TikTok, there was the trend in November, the No Nuance November. I made it. I don't have like a real TikTok account. Username Princess Princess Baby Girl. Like that's the extent of how much I care about it. However, I did want to participate in this trend. And one of mine was that we need... Okay, wait, let me tell you what No Nuance November is in case you didn't see it. Essentially, you would come up with a few hot takes. You would share them on your video. Sort of have like a little mic drop and no one could say shit. That was what it was supposed to be. So say your unpopular opinions and no one can share their opinions against it with you. Not that that really happened, but I love that idea. So I participated. And one of mine was, we need more large-waisted sexy characters in media. I just think that if a few movie producers, a few... If we just start implementing characters in media that have big waists, girls with tummies could be sexy. Like, we can manipulate the public to think that. So I'm in favor of that just because I have a tummy. I'm like, all right, let's do it. I don't have a waist. Let's go. Um, But that's why it was my No Nuance November because that's my personal opinion. I do. Should I read some more of them? (laughs) Some of them just get political and I'm already, like, trying to not... I have my own opinions, but that's, I'm not trying to take this in that direction, at least not yet, probably not ever. Anyway, a few others, let me find it, a little notebook ASMR, okay, here it is, (laughs) unpopular opinion, we should not have access to the internet all day, every day, second, chicken is overrated, it really doesn't taste that good, three, most graphics patterns and fonts on mass-produced journals, planners, and stationery are hideous. This continues into the productivity industry in general is hideous. We just make the whole girl boss thing. Girl boss as a concept could have, it has roots, you know? I'm pro-women. I'm totally a feminist. But girl boss ugh, makes me sick. It's so annoying. Uh, yeah, I don't know what my suggestion is. I'm just noticing a space in the market 
there's plenty of girls who don't want to have a cursive chevron planner that still want to be organized. Moving on. Urban Outfitters has tried. They're not like totally successful, but better than other places, I guess. Next one. The outdoors is becoming increasingly less necessary in the workday and that must be changed. That continues into we should be able to use computers outside even in direct sun and cords should be phased out. We do not need cords. It is 2020. If we can put people on the moon, we can get rid of cords. Why do we have them? Also, if you're going to make the average human be on a computer all day, at least let them take it outside. I cannot use my laptop in direct sunlight. I cannot tell you how many times I've been on vacation and I still just have to sit inside because I try to edit outside, but either the battery shuts down or I just can't see. Kindle figured it out for a hot second, but then they made the Kindle fire and now it's all screen too. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. I actually don't have a Kindle, but I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Uh, but come on, don't you think that we should have a waterproof hard something a little bit more durable for the outdoors like can i use my laptop while i'm camping can a girl do both get you a laptop that can do both it's so frustrating i said this in the first episode but we are not meant to wake up and look at the small screen to sit and open up another screen and then once we're done with our day to sit down on the couch and look at the big screen and then go onto our small screen and scroll and scroll until we fall asleep that's not the life that we are meant to live we are humans we are still animals and we have we want to move our bodies and having a society of common work that's not physical except for like blue collar jobs but then it's like you could have a healthy body from being on your feet all day but your paycheck's not going to be that great then we have our freelancers who can take advantage of this we'll get to that later i've been thinking about that a lot about at the moment I'm not tied to a boss. I am my own boss at the moment. So how can I take advantage of this? I <laughs> I took advantage of it really well yesterday and the day before. I went on multiple walks during the day. Just put on a really cute outfit and just strutted around. Walked to Park Slope, which I always like to walk in Park Slope. But I live a little too far away from it. And I never take it into account because I'm like no I just want to get there I just like want to walk through Park Slope I even stopped and got some tiramisu it was lovely but then the sun started to set I wasn't properly dressed and I was an hour away from home and I just had to walk in the cold and you know I was in cowboy boots it was not the most uh my cowboy boots are comfortable enough it's definitely better than heels I love the look of heels but I never wear them in the city because I just care about my walkability more than I care about my foot fashion it's sounding kind of like foot fetish. Foot fashion doesn't even sound like a real term, it's, it, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, my ideal day though, I went on a morning walk, an afternoon walk, and an evening walk. And I went to sleep so happy. I'm like a goddamn dog. I need to be walked multiple times a day. <laughs> it made me so happy. It really did. Back to the list. Christmas is the worst holiday of the year. Also, just like the minimum wage, there should be a maximum wage. Then we need, oh yeah, this is the one I referenced. We need more large-waisted, sexy characters in media. Also, parents and grandparents need therapy more than kids. And then, continuing off of that, this generation, um, the generations before millennials as a whole have a low EQ. 
hot take it's not their fault okay mental health was not prioritized for them i feel bad for them i literally pity my parents and my grandparents generation in terms of how dismissed their mental health was it's not like depression and anxiety or bipolar disorder and uh borderline personality disorder all of those things those aren't new we just have terms for them in recent history and all these people who suffered with them were either locked up or just completely dismissed and they're like uh stop being so stressed and get it together so i i'm glad that my generation i guess i'm millennial i guess i'm millennial slash gen z i'm 1996 so i'm right on that cusp but i definitely know that our generation is pro therapy we love it we we're here for it we think everyone should have one next one the environment needs to be a higher priority in capitalism absolutely me agreeing with my past self from november no nuance january then we have the base level airport and flying experience is miserable oh can't emphasize it enough i've never ever flown delta one i want to fly in a pod that's why i want to make money i want to be able to fly first class and not think twice about it i've never done it Oh my god, my mom would beg to differ because apparently one time when I was younger, I flew with my uncle from Dallas to Charlotte, a Virginia to North Carolina flight. That's 30 minutes. What even first class could be offered? We probably just had the first row and got like a warm towel or something. It was definitely no Delta One. So I've never really done it. And they make the prices astronomically higher. So it never really seems worth it. Even though it pro- I don't know if it is, but I'd like to know. I'd like to be able to at least try because the coach tickets, oh my God, you're so cramped. It's so uncomfortable and it's still like flying is not cheap, at least not in America. I For some reason it feels cheaper or maybe it is cheaper in Europe or maybe just when you're on vacation, you feel like freer to spend money. But I still feel like when I was taking, anyway, I digress. <laughs> I don't care. What I'm saying though is that airports are stressful, they suck. I never can relax in an airport unless I get there very early, but even still, I'll have my bag with me and then I wanna you know, walk around and shop, but I have my giant bag with me. Anyway, in short, or rather in long, the base level airport and flying experience is miserable. Next one. Email etiquette between females is too friendly and personal. We should not feel obligated to use smiley faces or exclamation points in work emails. Men get to be so dry. They can be like, hello, insert name here. We're girls. I don't know why, but we're like, hey, girly, hope your weekend was so good. Um, You know, just wanted to pop in. I hate it. I hate that we feel obligated to do that. Girl, any professional sponsors that are listening to this out here, you can be as dry as you want when you're emailing me. I do not mind at all. If it's business, we don't have to pretend that we're like BFFs. You don't have to use emojis in a work email. Please, actually, don't. Please don't. The next one, I have two left on my list of my hot takes and unpopular opinions, is reading books is not only good for the mind, but also good for the self-esteem, which is not necessarily a hot take, but it's a take that's either, oh, hello? Okay, <laughs> thought it stopped recording. It's not necessarily a hot take, but I think we emphasize the value of reading in the, the knowledge that you get to learn, but the feeling of finishing a book <laughs> rocks. <laughs> that was the first adjective that came to my mind. Um, It's 
it feels really good. You feel really good about yourself when you finish a book. And my last one is existing on earth is far too expensive. Thank you and good night. Thank you for listening to my no nuance Novembers in January. What else do I have on my list? Oh, New Year's. Happy New Year. Happy 2022.0. I don't know if you're feeling a newness. Some Okay, motorcycle. Oh. I swear, people in Crown Heights and Bedside love to ride their motorcycles. Oh my god. And they when the weather gets good, oh, there's packs of them. They just love it. New Year's resolutions. I haven't really made any yet. I have very superficial ones. Number one being no outfit repeating. I have so many clothes that I can make so many outfits with. And I had less clothes when I was in sixth grade. But me and my friend Jessica, we, <laughs> me and my BFF Jessica in sixth grade, <laughs> made a pact on day one that we would not outfit repeat all year. And that was not like, I could wear the same shirt multiple times throughout the year, but I couldn't wear it with the same pants and the same shoes. No, no, no. And it challenged me and it got me to get crafty. And now that I'm home all the time, I will wear the same outfit for three days in a row. And no, I don't want to do that. So that's all I have so far. But I imagine that around February, March, I guess I can't put a date on it, that I will really start feeling the newness. I, I honestly, like I said, I, 2021 feels like 2022.0 until I'm vaccinated. I'm guessing that's going to happen in the summer. At least that's what my doctor sort of gave me a gauge of. I'm ready. I have three people in my personal life that have had the first vaccine. I don't know anyone that's had both yet. So far, no one's expressed any side effects to me. But do you feel like it's a new year? Or do you feel like you're just in the extension of last year? A lot of my friends, no. A couple of my friends have expressed feeling this air of new but I don't feel it. I've been having less energy than normal. I think we can attribute it, I can attribute it to the winter blues. My afternoon coffee is now just afternoon depression <laughs> because in the summertime, having a coffee at four o'clock, it's like great, a little, a little afternoon pick-me-up before my 8.30 dinner. But now, 3.30 hits and I'm like, oh, the day is done. And I feel like I mourn the day at 3.30, I just feel like I have to call it quits, which is not true because I've definitely made changes in at least my work life where I'm totally fine working past sundown. And in a lot of ways, when it comes to computer work, I prefer to work after the sun's down because then I get to take advantage of the day a little bit. But on a, you know, in an internal level, aside from productivity, I hate daylight savings as much as everyone else. And I just don't know why we still do it. Like, why do we have to? I feel like I'm part of bimbification right now, but like, I don't get it. Like, why do we have to do it? I also want to know, which I guess the best way to talk to me at the moment is on the Lexi Instagram, same as the album art that you're looking at right now. Message me where you get your news because I am genuinely so curious because as a Virginia girl, I definitely grew up reading the Washington Post. And recently I learned that Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post, which I can't lie was a bit of a bummer. But I just have such a negative view of news because it just feels so commentary based at the moment. We were even discussing this on New Year's Eve, a couple of people and I, oh my God, guys, I don't want to tell you. My friend was dog sitting over New Year's. Her and I met up and we were going to have a sleepover there. She got us poster boards and sharpies and they went over there to make a dream board 
and I got a bottle of champagne. Guys, I meant to stay in. I swear I had no intentions on going out. Next thing you know, I'm waking up with a writer from Fox News. <laughs> I'm going to hell. What else? <laughs> please, please, brain, come up with something else to say. Please let me know where you get your news. I'm so curious. I have a general mistrust, as I was saying, but I also, I do want to at least know a little bit about the current events, and in I would like to know where you guys go. If you feel like you are up to date on current events and you do follow the news cycle, where you get your news. I remember during one of the debates, <laughs> I made us watch the commentary after the debate on Fox News just because I was curious what the other side was seeing. And everyone was so mad at me. Like, you would have thought that I told them to get into the oven. <laughs> like, they were like, absolutely not. What are you doing? What are you thinking? I don't know. I just was curious. That's all. Can we chill? All right. Enough about me. I just sound like a really bad influence at the moment. And I want to redeem myself. So let's get into the questions. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can even add songs from Spotify directly into your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh my god, underscore Kathleen Bo asked, are you on the market for a little sister? That is so cute. Yeah, of course. All of you guys are my little sisters or just you, all of you are my sisters, and boys included. <laughs> but James Charles has really changed that word for us. So I've never actually exclusively said that out loud. Bailey Dillon asks, what's your favorite part about growing up in Virginia? I like how middle ground it was where I felt comfortable with people from the North and I felt comfortable with people from the South. Um, I was a little country, a little city because um, I was born in Fairfax and then lived in Loudoun for the first nine years of my life and then lived in Warrington for the second nine years of my life. And so I you know, knew how to take the Metro and I didn't have a Southern or country accent, but I also grew up with people that had chickens and horses and I went to a horse camp every summer and it was just, I really liked how well-rounded Virginia is while also still being relatively sheltered. I wasn't exposed to everything so early on in life and I got to be a kid for a little bit longer than a city kid would. And Virginia is beautiful. We also get four seasons, which is great. A true, like true four seasons. We get snow in the winter and it's a really beautiful summer there. Definitely, if you're going to visit Virginia, I would say go in the, the spring or summer because just like the rolling hills and uh, it's so beautiful. ZWizzle88 asks, why are birthdays so weird? Um, birthdays were so fun for me as a little kid because I was a self. This is so embarrassing and so funny. It's one of my favorite things about my child self. I thought birthdays were holidays. <laughs> I didn't just think like my birthday was the only holiday. I thought like everyone's birthday was considered a holiday. For some reason, did anyone else do this? Like their teachers and their classmates would come to their birthday party. Like I remember school faculty being there. Maybe that was like 
a private school thing. I don't know. I only was in private school till second grade. But any, I don't, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was it a small town thing. Is that normal? I don't know. But I definitely remember answering one time on a pillow, on a pillow, because in preschool we had to make this pillow that we divided into nine sections and we had to put like our favorite food, our favorite person, our favorite holiday. And for holiday, I wrote my birthday. For food, I wrote calamari. And for person, I wrote my grandpa Bruce, who's still to this day, even though he's not with us anymore, is still my favorite person. But what the fuck? I think I put calamari in a Caesar salad. As a preschooler, what's wrong with me? That's so funny. It makes me laugh. Um, Papa Dimitri, Louisa Bella asks, favorite cheat food? I don't, I don't go on diet, so I don't really have a cheat food. Um, but like junk food, I guess. Oh, oh my god, those those cookies with the icing in the grocery store. Those cannot be good for you at all. There can't be anything good for you in those, but I love those. First thing that comes to mind when you think of home, is it a person, is it a place, is it a memory? Um, It's always wherever my bed is. I always think of that as home. Like New York City is for sure home right now. And Los Angeles was totally home when I lived there. And Virginia was totally home. Like, even when I'm out traveling, I've caught myself doing this before several times while traveling. Like, oh, let's go back home. And I'm referring to the hotel. I really have, for some reason, been able to... I, I make home wherever wherever I am. Nina Slap asked, What's a small thing in your daily routine that improved your mental health and keeps you happy? Time outside. It does me so well. I'm telling you, yesterday I took more than one walk outside and with this whole work from home opportunity that we have, we really can take short walks around the block. And I know it seems stupid sometimes when you're like, am I really just going to walk around my block? Literally, yes, yes, do that because it actually refreshes you. I was watching something recently and, um, oh, I was watching Alyssa in the City and her mom's series that they had during quarantine i never watched it it's called call mom and i listened to one episode of it this week and i guess her mom used to be a professional dancer and was saying even when they were dancing all day long every hour hour and a half they were allowed a five or ten minute break nothing long nothing crazy and i tried implementing that and it's been so good actually just give yourself the separation between work and breaks Also, this has been something huge as of recently that has helped me so much. Honor relaxation. I saw some viral meme going around that was like, what was it? Hang on. I might have it saved somewhere. It's so interesting looking through my Instagram saves because when the world is at a calm place, I just have all these like various, you know, pretty outfit pics and you know it looks very much like my pinterest like some spirituality things like little quotes and then everything else is like news when things are popping off okay i can't find it and it's really not that important because i can remember the gist of it it was something along the lines of like have you ever gone through a whole day not working but somehow still not able to relax and that is something that has been game changing for me is deciding okay i'm working or i'm not but i'm not going to procrastinate working and then still not enjoy myself. I'm, I need to separate both because being in the neither here nor there is horrible for you. You know you should be doing something and you're just kind of avoiding it, but you're also not leaning into your actual relaxation and taking a break. And being able to say like, okay, I'm going to work, I'm going to focus and going to do this, and then I'm going to take a break is huge. It is absolutely game-changing. You all need to do it because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Erica Nakano asked, what is your favorite gift you've ever received? 
I've been very fortunate in my life. I've received some very thoughtful, creative gifts. I mean, for example, for Christmas this year, my mom just handmade keychain way. There was probably 50 little pieces of paper attached to it with a different book recommendation on it. And that is so thoughtful. I remember when an ex went to, (laughs) this is too personal, went to rehab for 90 days and he made me a video to watch. He made me 90 videos on a giant hard drive to play for every single day that he was gone. I can't even imagine making 90 videos and they were all like five or 10 minutes long. That's like 900 minutes. How many hours is 900 minutes? 15 hours of work. Craziness. Other good gifts I've received. Oh, John just got me hue lights. I am so stoked about those. I finally have a moody room. I'm so excited for it. Um, I don't know. I really like... Like, Drew, he he drew me a little card and colored in. He's done two of those. I don't know. Emily's written me... I, my parents... Kill, I mean, my mom is the world's greatest gift giver. So creative. Her and I filmed a What I Got for Christmas video together. Because we do that every year, but it's already January 13th. And so I just feel like it's too late. But she got me some great stuff. I don't know. I've been very lucky. Those are the first ones that are coming to my mind, though, at the moment. Definitely a question I could ask again with a different answer. People have been so sweet to me in my life. I'm so honored. Shelby underscore Nodder asked, your newest addiction? I'm really, 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 really into strawberries right now, <laughs> as I've mentioned. Um, also, orange juice. Always hated it. Love it now. Oh, interesting. Miss KS... Misk Sky, maybe is that how you say it? Asked, what do you think about before you fall asleep? Oh, I just dream of the future. I dream of, and the future is a totally blank slate in my head. I don't have a very clear cut idea of where I see myself in several years. I usually can only plan a year ahead. That's about it. That's all I can do. I can plan about one lease at a time. And when I'm in bed, I can think about like, who, who am I? Who do I want to be? Who is the inner me? How can I become more aligned with that? I can dream about people I want to be with. I can dream about places I want to go. I just get all daydreamy and then eventually drift off to sleep and have the best goddamn dreams ever. Most of the time. Annabelle.Wade asks, what's your opinion on weed? Um, I, I don't really have any recommendations for others. I don't personally... I mean, I'm never going to judge anyone for smoking. I actually smoked yesterday in the middle of the day on one of my walks and I walked so much farther. <laughs> I've been doing this a lot lately on walks, not if I smoked or not. But what's my opinion on weed? I like to enjoy the high. Like I like to smoke and not even very much and just like giggle and get creative. I always write down a hundred video ideas when I smoke, I always want to rearrange my room. I much prefer smoking in the day. I don't like smoking at night that much. And I'm very picky about who I like to smoke with. I like to smoke with people who like to smoke. I don't like to smoke with someone who's not really sure about how they feel because I'm so sensitive that I start like, I hate it. Like I'll pick up on the energy and bring it into my own body, which is so annoying. I hate that I do this. That's why I can't watch like too many stressful TV shows because I'll take on the emotions and I'll go to bed with them or hold them just throughout my chores during the day all because of something fictional. It's so annoying. 
I need to like figure out boundaries in that sense because I don't let people walk all over me but I can't help when someone's in a bad mood I don't know how to not bring the bad mood inside of myself and I can consciously know that it's not my bad mood that I'm holding I know that it's you know my friend's bad mood that's inside of me and I know that there it's going on simultaneously with my own existence but I don't know how to let it flow through me and get out So if anyone has any tips on that, if this isn't that niche of a problem, I feel like this is just sensitive, sensitive people problems. Uh, Rochelle Mabel asked, how do you motivate yourself to work out? So my new favorite thing is little mini workouts throughout the day. Once again, because we have this opportunity to work from home, you can do a little like five minute stretch in the morning and like an afternoon ab workout. And I really like Pilates based workouts at the moment because you don't necessarily sweat, but girl, you see results. Oh my God, you see results. And sometimes like I will get 30 minutes of a workout in by just doing little tiny, you know, squats while my water's heating up in the shower, except for I don't do squats that much. I actually do donkey kicks, but anyway, you get the point. Tasha Franken, obsessed with her workout videos at the moment. She has this seven minute booty workout where it's three minutes of each leg and you just go through it and it, oof, oof, you see it, you feel it. So I motivate myself by just doing fun little short things that don't make me sweat. And then on a nice day, I put in a good podcast and I go for a run. And when I'm home, I go for a swim. I feel like I always say that. Mick Mahone Megan asked, if you didn't live in NYC, where would you live? I question, I ask myself all the time. If not LA, if not New York, then where? Where else in the US do I go? I don't know. If I had a place, I would probably go there because New York is not at its peak right now. This is not the time to move to New York because it's just like a shell of what it usually is. It still has its heart, but logistically, like the businesses are not as accessible. They're not open like they normally are. I don't know where else to go. I would want to go somewhere sort of anti-city, like whether that be beach or mountains or woodsy area, something like that. But once again, I really rely on knowing people where I live. I like to have different circles and people that I can reach out to and see physically, which is not something I'm really willing to sacrifice at the moment. Fraylin asked, why can I never learn from my mistakes? Um, the only answer I can possibly think of is that you're not suffering any consequences because that's the only thing that brings me change. If I'm doing something, and I guess it's like a, you know, quote unquote mistake, but if I'm not suffering anything from it, I'm probably not going to change. Ruby Lynch, did I already answer a question from her? I can't remember. She said favorite recipes. My current favorite recipe is this enchilada recipe that Helen Ann taught me. So you take onions and garlic in a pan, let those cook, get all brown, whatever, little caramelization, and then throw in a can or two of black beans and a bag of spinach. Let that all cook. Season it with your favorite Mexican seasonings and then roll them up. Like take what's in the pan, scoop it into some tortillas, roll them up, put that in a casserole dish and pour the Trader Joe's red enchilada sauce all over it and then some cheese on top and bake that in the oven. My God, you guys, greatest vegetarian enchiladas. It is so good. They're such a crowd pleaser. 1975 Al said, give me motivation, how to have a schedule when you work from home and you're being your own boss. So this is one thing that I've actually thrived and been able to keep up with for the past year or so, ever since being out of school. I graduated in May, so I've been truly just doing 
freelancing full-time since last May. And my thing is, I have a few. I have a few pieces of advice. One, you can go with a general schedule and just break it down morning, afternoon, and evening and have a few tasks for each of those three categories or come up with your weekly routine and have certain tasks to finish on certain days. The cool thing about at least not necessarily working from home, because if you're working for another company, obviously your boss is going to be giving you work. But if you work for yourself, you can have the privilege of taking a day off in the middle of the day. I mean, I'm in the middle of the week. Have things that you're excited for. Um, have like rewards. Bribing yourself totally works. I will do the whole, okay, if you get this done, then you can go out and get a smoothie. You don't have to make it for yourself or something like that. And then if it's a really nice day, I'm like, okay, if you get up early tomorrow, then you can spend 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. outside and then just work in the evening. When you are your own boss, you get to make those decisions. And in my last episode, I think I was talking about what would you do if you got to plan your schedule out? How would you take advantage of it? And ever since that episode, I've been trying to implement those things. So I went on two different hour-long walks yesterday and it was so nice and I got all of my work done. And I would probably have spent two hours on my phone anyway. So just walking around, bopping around outside, checking out different neighborhoods. I even stopped somewhere and got tiramisu. It was lovely. M underscore arc (laughs) hi uh as tips for getting out of a creative rut so this is something that i can speak on if you're forcing creativity stop stop give yourself a day off a few days off a week off focus on your life focus on i'm going to die what do i want to do try out attempt before i go find those things and spend the next few days trying them in your own way you know if it's something a little bit far you know far out like scuba diving it's like i'm in new york city i probably can't try scuba diving right now however i could read about it if it's that dramatic but other things if it's like i've always wanted to learn how to sew a button on a shirt like i personally don't know how to sew on a button i'm sure i could figure it out but i've never tried do that one morning And just do little things like that for the next few days where you're giving yourself newness. And inevitably, I think you're going to be inspired by that. She also asked favorite apps for the iPad. Pinterest is so fun on the iPad. I never even cared about Pinterest before, but Pinterest on the iPad hits different. It's like scrolling through a magazine. It's amazing. I have all these great room photos. I have all these great typography designs. I have really good color palettes. I have really good outfit and nail designs. I'm telling you, if you just like want a nice little feed going on, check out my Pinterest. I think it's Lexi Lombard, most likely. And just, you can you can see how amazing it is. Other apps that I like on the iPad, you know what I don't like? Instagram, it sucks. It, they didn't even really make it for the iPad. I don't know how one of the largest social media platforms in existence, doesn't have an iPad format. Another favorite is Procreate. I have the Apple Pencil and I have a lot of fun on it. I go through waves, but I really, really have a lot of fun on Procreate. Um, Just drawing things. I can sometimes add a little bit of zest to my thumbnails for my YouTube videos. I come up with merch designs on there. I also just find drawing to be kind of therapeutic and I really enjoy that. And another one is the books app so i recently bought an ebook on a bunch of journal prompts shout out wellness with soph and her new ebook paradigm shift and it's 
a ton of different like fill in the blanks, which a lot of people, if you buy the ebook, you probably, you're probably just getting it so you can print out pages, but I just have it downloaded to the book section of my iPad and I use my Apple pencil and I just fill it out that way. And it's really fun for me. So those are probably my three faves at the moment. Jackie Crawford asked how to love your body while still wanting to improve it. I think that's inevitably going to happen when you're doing acts of love for your body. For example, like moving your body is an act of love and that is going to improve your body over time. The more you move, like the better your body is going to look. Another thing, feeding your body vegetables. That's an act of love. I'm definitely someone pro adding, you know, if I were to ever go on a diet, which that's just not really my thing. I would never take away foods. I would probably just have a check. I can totally see this being how I would do it. I would probably just have a checklist of, okay, well, you have to have at least one piece of fruit, one cup of vegetables, one serving of vegetables, and like bare minimum, like four cups of water or something today. Because I remember when I was making a depression survival guide, which I actually have filmed. I should post that on my YouTube channel. I had a bare minimum list. And that was like, even if you can't, do anything for the day if you can just have one bite of a fruit one bite of a vegetable and one sip of water boom you know i'll accept that because sometimes depression really hits hard um but how to love your body while still wanting to improve it body neutrality i've said that before i'll say it again i think it's a great movement of just accepting your body for how it is you don't have to be obsessed with it but just say like okay this is fine like i I don't need to hide it from anyone also i do find um the more good things I do for my body, the more good things I want to do for my body and I end up doing. Another habit I picked up recently, I used to do this a lot when I lived in Los Angeles. I don't know why I ever stopped, but dry brushing. I just do that before my shower now where you just take, um, it's a body brush and I scrub my, without any like oil or anything like that, I scrub my feet and my legs and my stomach and my chest and my arms. I don't do my face. And then I hop into the shower and it helps with ingrown hairs. It helps um, smooth the skin. It also just kind of awakens your body. It's kind of good to do in the morning. It wakes it up. It just sort of like, um, what is the uh, practice in Asian cultures where you like tap your body to wake it up in the morning? It's not Tai Chi, but I feel like it's of the same subgroup. I used to live in Chinatown and there was a group of women that would do it on the roof in the morning and I could see them from my bedroom and they'd just be taking fists to their chest and like tapping like this sound. What is that called? I don't know. Um, So how to love your body while still wanting to approve it. Feel neutrally about it, but just find acts that are fun and positive or will have good and positive effects on your body and just incorporate them into your day. Natalia Banos asks, how does one create balance with friends with benefits? oh, I'm not your girl on this because I don't know if I could, I could have like a sex partner, like someone that I just had sex with, but I, I don't think I'd be able to be their friend because if I was able to be their friend and was very sexually attracted to them, I would want to be their girlfriend, you know? And if that was not what was able to happen, if that's not what he wanted or she, you know, whoever, I don't think I'd be able to handle that. I don't think I could just... Um, I don't know, Um, but how to create balance, (laughs) maybe this isn't good advice, but like adding some more people to the mix, adding another sexual partner um, so you don't get too attached to one. I used to find that issue when I was dating, I would go on dates very sparingly, and so I would just 
have more intense feelings for like the one date I went on because I hadn't been on another date in like a couple months and not to say that there was anything even relatively impressive about the guy that I went out with it's just I didn't have anyone else in the circle on the roster at that point so I had too many eggs in that basket that really was that basket wasn't being carried anywhere I was going to stay in the store, stay on the shelf. Um, that's one piece of advice. I don't know if that's the best advice, but that's what's coming to me first first and foremost. Just like It feels like me reading these questions is like putting a quarter in a gumball machine and just like whatever color pops out. We're still new in the pod. We have so much time to improve, but here it can be casual and fun. Okay, Riley underscore Belden asks, have you done an apartment tour? I haven't, but over the summer, I made... Um, an apartment makeover video and at the end of it I do have an apartment tour I've redone my bedroom since and I have so many hours of footage of me redoing my bedroom that I just haven't gone through it yet so if you want to see the bedroom that's not up yet but the rest of the main space is there and you can totally check that out my youtube channel is Lexi Lombard my first and last name you should find it quite easily hopefully Demetra Polidu asked, what's your superpower? Um, maybe like I, um, openness to the new. Like I really love anything unexpected. I love walking into a room of people that I know no one. I like walking into a space that I've never seen before. I have no fear in the change. Um, I'm quite adaptive my superpower I don't know I'm just friendly I guess (laughs) I don't know okay next question Amelie Exlata asks how has your 2021 been so far I lost my hearing somehow my ears are clogged since January 1st so I've been hard of hearing all year Demetria Polidou asks daytime or nighttime parentheses during quarantine daytime oh my god I loved nighttime when I could go out places I love having a long night out and staying out at some bar or club or something till four in the morning that is so fun to me but that's not available at the moment not definitely not readily available it could be out there um and because of that I prefer the daytime. I prefer being out while it's sunny because it feels like as soon as the sun goes down, there's just nothing left for me during the day. And that's not necessarily true, but it's the truth for me at the moment. Daytime for sure. Dimitra Paladu also asked three fave forms of art. I love photo. I love taking photos. I It's so fun. I'm not a photographer by any means, but you know, I scroll through my Twitter sometimes. I'm like, girl, you got some good photos. Not like of myself, just of things. I really like them. Obviously video. It's one of my favorite formats. Um, in it, Video slash speaking, I know those are different. Um, but considering the type of content that I create, it is so dialogue centric. And then my third so random singing i'm not a singer i'm not a singer but i can't stop singing i've been singing so much lately it's because i watched across the universe the other day which is one of my all-time favorite movies and i haven't watched it in a few years 
And I, the soundtrack hits so good. It's so good. And I've been singing the songs ever since, every single day. And I'm not that great of a singer. I'm pretty mediocre at best. And it is so stress relieving. I, I encourage everyone to sing as much as possible. If you're home alone, that's definitely the best time to do it. Oh my God, sing your little heart out. It is so nice and it, it brings me joy. So at the moment, those are my three favorites. Ask me that in six months and I bet I would have different answers. The Nelna asked, how do you channel your divine feminine energy? Any reading recommendations that helped? Um, back in 2017, I read Women Who Run With The Wolves and that was really great. It's just like medicinal stories because that was the first time I ever learned or heard the term. The stories are like medicine, which they truly are. And it's all just comparing women to the wolf. I spent a few years, I should honestly pick that book up again, but I believe it was some, the author was a woman who got her PhD in studying wolves behavior. And then she was comparing the wolf to the wild woman, not like the crazy woman, but like the natural primal woman but other ways of channeling my divine feminine energy. I mean, this is a visualization tactic, but I love things like this. When I'm going to sleep at night, which is one of my favorite times of day, like when everything is off and I'm lying in bed with my eyes closed and I just get to dream and think about whatever I want. Think about your inner goddess. (laughs) I know it's corny, but like it's really fun. Think about your inner goddess and what she looks like and what she does and how she roams around this earth also being naked more that's another way um also if you can of course this is pretty obvious but hang out with a room of females because something is so magical when it's just a bunch of girls together and just really tap into it so those are some quick recommendations mariana f's dot dot 71 asked how much does a guy's appearance matter um, it definitely matters. However, personality can change the appearance so quickly. If someone's, you know, rude or if someone's dumb, well, sometimes dumb's kind of endearing. Uh, but if someone's personality sucks, they definitely become less attractive. Um, you know, they're like stingy, greedy. What are other qualities that I really despise? Whereas if someone's generous and intelligent and uh, you know, sweet or funny, their appearance instantly gets more attractive. So it matters, but only, I mean, this is a pretty general answer. It matters, but only to an extent. Life of a Queen C asked how to leave a relationship when you know something's not right, but objectively it's perfect. I mean, that's, that's how you're like, something's not right. This is not who I'm meant to be with anymore. And that's a totally fair reason to leave a relationship and you don't want to lead your partner on any longer once you've decided that, once you know that like this is not right for you. It's follow your intuition. I say this time and time again, learn to trust yourself, learn to tap into your intuition because it will never do you wrong. It will always guide you in the right direction. Like you have the answers inside you always. You just have to tap into them. And so tell your partner that you don't want to lead them on, but you feel like you're coming to the end of the road and it doesn't change the love that you have for them. You gotta gotta let them down easy, but that you feel as if the relationship has run its course. And maybe you can have an amicable breakup, which is so rare, but totally possible. 
you know, because I would so much rather someone cut me off early than lead me on in a relationship that they were already mentally checked out of. Zia underscore Ashes asked, did your parents talk to you about sex or did the internet teach you? Oh, the internet taught me. I don't think my parents and I have ever talked about sex once, except for when I, (laughs) except for briefly, very briefly, once I was like a definite adult and I slept with my neighbor. (laughs) his parents told my parents and my parents I think were just kind of giggling at it um but we've they never talked to me about sex I did not get the sex talk from my parents for sure the internet Cherry Keith asked who's your favorite photographer John X Parvin I've been talking for a long time thank you all so much I could chat with you forever and I certainly will I'll be back again very soon make sure that you have a good week and treat yourself with some kindness and listen to your intuition and um in the meantime i'll be on instagram i'll be on youtube i've done a lot of vlogging lately i have a lot of good sponsors for january so my content because of me like taking on a ton of sponsors this month there's going to be more content so everyone wins and if you want to leave this a rating if you like the podcast i would love that um i will talk to you guys very soon xoxo lexi mm-hmm.